0: welcome to that big hvac show i'm your big hvac host dwayne anderson but first a word from our sponsor ohana estate coffee was inspired by the love of coffee and the hawaiian islands ryan and his family now share this passion with you. This family-owned business, based in Western Canada, delights to start your day with one of the tropical blends that you can find at ohana OhanaCoffeeCo.com. That's O-H-A-N-A, Ohana Coffee C-O-F-F-E-E Co C-O dot com. Or you can find them at Freezing Brothers or Centerra Foods. Taste the tropics. Support small business. Become a member of the Ohana. Ryan and his family welcome you. So I'm very excited about today's episode. Uh, If you are a business leader or that's trying to build a team or you're part of an existing team, today's podcast is For you, we are not going to be talking anything about the HVAC industry today because we're talking to an individual who's been part of championship level teams. She played eight seasons in the Legends Football League, five times All Fantasy, three times Legend Cup champion, two times Legend Cup game MVP, and also in 2019, she was the league MVP little known fact she likes playing pickleball stevie <laughs> the bull snorer, welcome to that big hvac show
1: thank you so much a great intro <laughs> <laughs>
0: um so stevie the reason i wanted you to join today is, is I've, I've found over the years that business is a lot like football um there are strategies involved there's preparing yourself um getting to know what the company's game plan is and the organization having the right attitude so i just thought you know we'd kind of go through some of those things and uh starting with with mindset for example let's look at the last season you played in, tw- in 2019 okay um you uh, had mentioned to me on instagram that it was going to be your your last season we were having that conversation as to lack your last season and you were determined to win the championship. So what goes in to that getting that mindset and what do you need to do for it?
1: Um well obviously I think that for anything to happen you have to have the belief that it it can happen and that it will happen, right? So putting that out there uh right at the forefront saying this is what I want, setting your goal as being winning the championship. I mean, of course everybody always wants to win. I mean, sure does anyone ever ever say they want to lose no so setting that goal of winning but then also then backing it up with everything i was willing to do to get that win in the end was a big part of that as well um but i think one of my favorite quotes actually is that you don't know where you're going if you don't have a goal right and so you can have uh kind of A goal of winning but then you need to be more specific right you're like okay what is it going to what do i have to do to get the win to win throughout the season Um, what does that look like in my day-to-day and my training and my recovery in my in my team play in practices and game film and all of that right so it's not just saying i want to win yeah okay but what do you need to do to win
0: right So even the sacrifices you need to make to, to make that happen.
1: hundred percent. And you know what you're willing to give up or not give up and, um, kind of prioritizing your life according to that and, um, living your life according to that goal or dream. Right. I mean, I can say I want to win and then, uh, not work out or not eat right, or take care of my body and do all these things, but then I'm not really, like living towards that goal, you know, so it's about living out the things that you want as well.
0: Oh, and exactly. And you talked about uh, the working out and the, and the eating, right. So, you know, it's one thing to have the mindset. It's the actual, to do that personal preparation. So for you, um, what was involved in that?
1: Um, Definitely. I I'm going to the gym five, six days a week for sure. Um, depending on if we had like big practice weekends coming up. Um, I- my body kind of prepared for that. Um, and then uh, lifting at the gym, doing athletic training, things like that. Um, also just eating and fueling my body, uh, for what, what I needed to accomplish in the day. Um, so giving it what it needed to be able to perform at the level that I wanted to perform at, uh, but also taking care of it with the vitamins and things like that as well. Um, and then just making sure I'm hydrated enough. Like it's all these little things that everybody knows, but it's just, you don't necessarily do them day in and day out. And I think that was the one thing that separated me um, amongst others, because I, I will definitely say I wasn't the, the strongest. I wasn't the fastest by any means. Um, I wasn't the smartest, but put the work in and I was consistent. And I think that my consistency is what separated me from other people um, in the league is that I was willing to do those things over and over again every single day because I wanted my goal that bad.
0: Yeah. And I can verify that. I mean, I followed you on Instagram stories. I mean, you were going to gym twice a day, you know, putting on what, showing what you were consuming. I mean, you talked about fueling your body. It wasn't just eating. Uh, You were very focused on, on, on what you were doing.
1: For sure. And I'm very lucky to have people around me that are really knowledgeable in that area as well. I'm in the nutrition part. And um, and so even when I got to point in time zone, I'm like, oh, I'm feeling this way. Like, what can I do to help? Do I need to change something that I'm eating, increase things, decrease things, whatever? Like I was able to bounce ideas off of people. So that definitely helped as well. Um, but it's finding like what you, your personally, your body needs to uh, perform at the level you want to perform at.
0: Right. And it's always great to have like-minded people around you to help guide you and, and push you and, and and assist you in accomplishing your your goals as well.
1: One million percent. And I mean, it's, again, it's another quote, but it's, they talk about, look at the the five people that are around you or that you see the most and there's your future. Right. And like, it can make, it's, I so strongly believe that it can make or break you for whatever your goals are. It can be anything in life. Right. But if my goal is to evolve and build and uh, try and move on to maybe a more serious part of my life, then I need to have people around me that also reflect those goals, right? Um, right? And that support those goals, right? I want them to be supportive of my lifestyle and the things that I'm doing in my life. And obviously, maybe even be able to take part in them with me.
0: Exactly. Right. So, you know, when you're building a team, it really, or being part of a team, it really starts with yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, now you take yourself and you add it to the team, Um so in sports, I mean, you don't necessarily get to pick who your teammates are, but what hap- what is involved in communicating that um, desire? Like you said, everybody just wants to win, but when you're so focused on wanting to win, how does that permeate throughout the team?
1: Well, so me personally, again, I don't know why I have so many quotes today, but uh, <laughs> another quote that's like one of my favorite is, uh, is by Johnny Wilkinson and he played rugby for England. Um, uh, but he said, I always play with the fear of letting people down and that's what motivates me. And for me, I knew the environment that I was in, in Seattle, which was first and foremost created by coach Chris. He created the competitive, we're here for a reason, um, like attitude and environment, you know, like, uh, we're not here to just play around have fun. We're here to win. So if you want to be part of this and do what it takes to be part of that, then welcome, you know. Um, And so that that environment was set from the top down. And I think that's super important as well. The intentions were set, the parameters were set. So you knew what was um, what was wanted from you. And then you could decide whether or not you wanted to jump on that train, you know, so that was step one is to is to have that environment. And then step two is when you decide to join that environment, you're all making that commitment to each other, right? So I worked hard because obviously my goals were to win and I wanted to be the best player I could be and not just be there, but I wanted to be impactful when I played. Um, But I also didn't want to let the people down around me and they all had the same attitude. They were working hard for themselves, for the team, of course, but also for the players that you have around you. And when you go through games and you, uh, you are getting hit a million times or you're hitting people and you know, everyone has an injury that they're fighting through, but they're still working hard and whether there's tears or bloodshed or whatever, you, you recognize that as a teammate. Um, and you have even more respect for that person. Right. And right. again, that's in, that's in anything. So you you build that bond and you create even more of um, like holding each other accountable because of that.
0: Right. Right. And you mentioned that it's an attitude. Like you mentioned, coach Chris made sure it was very well aware what the purpose was of being there and creating that attitude. I mentioned before we started recording that in the last three seasons you played, you didn't realize that you'd only lost two games. We mm-hmm. I mean, talk about a winning culture and a winning attitude. <laughs> that speaks a lot. Absolutely.
1: And um it's, it definitely was because all the people on the teams bought in to the system, right? And I think that's so important. And like you said, like, we're not just talking about football here, we're talking about business and other things is you have to create that culture in that environment. And then everyone there has to buy in. And if you don't, you have a half buy in or whatever, it's just not going to work. And so I think that that buy in portion and everyone feeling like they are a respected member of that team and that they're all held accountable by each other team member is is the glue or the make it or break it for for all those teams and all those seasons and why they were so successful.
0: So. And now, I mean, in, in the Legends Football League, it was a dual role. You played offense and defense. You're a running back, and um, you also played linebacker. So, how critical is it to know your role within the team?
1: I it's I can't even I can't even go off on how important that is. Just especially in football, you all have your job to do. I am trying to do someone else's job. That means that I'm now not doing my job at a hundred percent. Right. And uh, in football, that's the things that they're going to key in on is someone cheating is they're trying to help someone who maybe they deem to be uh, less strong of a player or so on and so forth. And so everyone's got their own responsibility and you know what, I know I'm not going to score every time and there'll be, quarters of the time or half the time i'm going to be blocking for someone else to score but i know the goal is to win the championship it's not about my stats and how many numbers i have it's about the team so if my role on the team is to block 90 percent of the time then that's what my role is right and the second i stop doing that and start not doing my job and looking for the ball or trying to Trying to be a hero is when our team starts to become unsuccessful, right? Like you even look at the Gronk and Tom Brady this past uh, Super Bowl, and Gronk was he wasn't getting any glory because he was blocking for people,
0: right. and
1: then in the Super Bowl he finally got his moment and had his catches and all the things, but he didn't care, right? Like he, he they were winning another Super Bowl, so it didn't matter, and it's the same thing.
0: And I think too you could apply that to business because you know if you do you need to do what you're there to do and if you're say, well can you do this and can you do, and sometimes you know we get stretched a little bit in business and now we're not necessarily primarily focused on our, our own goal what we're what we were hired to do but now we're doing other things mm-hmm. and it can result in inefficiencies <laughs> well and now
1: now you're going to be stretched across two things and so now you're doing two things not at your full capability so that's even worse Exactly.
0: Exactly. And, and that's why I look at football as, as a great uh, teacher for business because you need to do your role in order to be successful. Going outside of your role, like you said, now you're cheating and you're not being effective.
1: A hundred percent.
0: So, planning for a game, um, you know, knowing the game plan, every corporation, you know, starts out at the year or at some point of the year, formulates a plan what they want to achieve that year. Now, football, you do it on a weekly basis for who your opponent is. So it's, tell me how key it is to understand the game plan.
1: Um, I don't think that we would have won the championships that we won without the game plans that we had from coach Chris. Um, we would have weekly like Skype film sessions um, for the girls that were out of town. And then the girls that were in town would be all together while we kind of Skyped into those sessions. And again, I do not think we would have won those championships without those sessions because just the, the little tendencies that he showed us, the formations that the other team ran um, most often and uh, kind of trick things that they did where they would catch other teams and this and that. Those are the reasons that they didn't catch us on that is because we had those, those film sessions to be able to recognize those things. And it's funny because I, I specifically remember in our final game versus LA, uh, they went to a formation. I just looked um, I was playing strong at the at the moment and I looked at my corner and I was like, Oh, they're gonna do that that like switch play. And then they they called the play and they went off and they did the switch play and we saw it coming a hundred miles away and it was easy to cover then. Right. right and right. that in that moment I was just like, Wow, that's incredible. Like the just the amount of that we learned from doing those once a week sessions and then putting them to practice and so on, it just changed everything.
0: Uh, I So speaking from a business standpoint, I mean, it's one thing to have your game plan and what you need to do as an organization. And myself in sales every day, you need to know your competition like you do in, in football. You need to know, understand what, you know, how do they typically approach a situation so you're prepared for that. So it's very important to, under, to create a, a game plan. And sometimes understanding what the next play is gonna, gonna be or seeing reading the next play is important as well.
1: And especially too in business, I think even like you said, like knowing the other business and the other company and maybe with how they typically tend to deal with things or even react to things and it will make you more able to communicate with them better. Um, or deal with in that situation better as well and probably have a better outcome in the end. um, If you kind of are aware and know how you're going to deal with the situation when it comes up, you know, instead of just being blindsided and reacting and maybe getting emotional about things or whatever, you know, so having all knowledge, all that background knowledge does nothing but amazing things for the situation.
0: Absolutely. I completely agree. So I want to talk about a little bit about adversity, and I may not sound to, to people who, who who followed you or or you know I've just heard you've only lost two games in three years, but you experienced some personal adversity in 2019. It was so the the team was undefeated. Austin comes into Seattle, and both teams are undefeated. This is like a title match of the, the Titans. Uh, Austin squeaks out a two point victory, and you're injured. And in the Legends Football League, that was the last game of the regular season and the playoffs didn't start for literally two months later. So you had some personal adversity to overcome. Can you speak to that?
1: Yeah, um, that was a crazy time for sure, especially because I'd done so much work to get to the point that I was just physically and I felt really good and really strong and and just ready for the season. And like I said, I knew it was going to be my last season. So I wanted to just be, just leave on such a high note. Um, and then the injury happened in one of the games. I tore my meniscus. It was the second time I had done it. Um, and I just knew immediately that it happened, but I didn't want to go out because I didn't want anyone to know I was injured. I knew that would affect maybe how teams plan for the future, or things like that. So I stayed in, I finished the last quarter um, and then just immediately like went in after and uh, was so scared. Um, I didn't, I didn't want that to be the way that my career ended was on an injury. So luckily uh, I don't even know how just Jesus took the wheel (laughs) and uh, I ended up getting surgery right away in Canada. Um, And then I had uh, four weeks to recover after my surgery and for to get back to the semifinal game. And I was determined. So I went back down to Seattle and luckily got to uh, recover and train there with some really great uh, trainers at FSP. And um, I don't, again, not even sure how I did it, but I ended up getting back to the point of being mobile enough to play in that semifinal game. And I will tell you that that is probably one of the most painful games I've ever played in my oh, life. Oh, really? Yep. <laughs> um, again, like nobody knew that I was injured. Um, I didn't want to tell anyone, like maybe my very close friend family knew and that's about it. Um, I could barely even cut in that game, but I was like, wanted to play anyways. Um and because coach thought that even with me in the game, they would be planning for me. Right. That would just help open up other players and so on and so forth. Right. Um, and I wanted to play as well too. But uh, and then after that game we won and I had two week final game. So again, did everything I could to recover and get ready for that and ended up playing in that final game and felt really good and won the MVP of the game and, Went out with that championship the way I'd always planned, but I will tell you that that six weeks was uh, weighing very heavy on my heart the entire time.
0: Right, and I, like I said at the beginning of the season, the mindset you had, and you know, you, you didn't you didn't give in or crumble. You still had that mindset, which I think is is remarkable.
1: Yeah, um, I mean. I could have recovered and just been like, you know what, I'm just going to play a little bit or maybe I'll just watch it from the bench. But that's not really my style. And again, that's not how I envisioned um, myself retiring from the game. And I think for me to be able to walk away from the game, I needed to do it in a certain way, um, which was ended up being the fairy tale ending, which I'm so grateful. For, Um, it definitely was (laughs) that definitely helped the the me walking away um and feeling good about it
0: yeah i I know you didn't say a word to anybody about the injury at all um even after that game when you know we all go back to the name i can't think of the name of that bar (laughs) we all go back you were hobbling pretty good that night and oh yeah uh, i I didn't know you were injured i mean you you just said you played for the fourth quarter like there was no indication you were injured in the fourth quarter from what I can recall. So, I mean, you kept it really low key and did exactly what you needed to do to get back in there and stuck true to your your goals and and what you needed to do to get back there.
1: Well, thank you. And I mean, again, going back to this being about more than football is that there's nothing, there's no goal that you're going to set, that there's not going to be an obstacle or something that happens that you didn't plan for or whatever right and people yeah. just have to have the mindset that when it does it's not the end it's never the end until you decide it's the end right. you know and yeah if i would have completely blown out my acl or whatever it would have been the end, you know but like <laughs> uh it, like when you compare it to things that aren't sports and that don't have a timeline you know it's just you just have to never give up and you there's a video that i saw on instagram the other day that had some of the greats like The Rock and Arnold Schwarzenegger um, and Elon Musk and uh, some other Gary Vee, like some super influential people. And it says, well, how were you so successful? And they said, anything I've ever done in my life where I was successful, it was literally just because I did the work and I just kept going and I did not stop. And that is all the, all, all of them said that. Right. Right. And so when you think about it in the end is the only reason that you don't reach your goals is because you give up.
0: Yep. Exactly. So
1: it's, it's all on people and to, to just keep trudging through and I know it's hard and it doesn't feel good. And it sometimes doesn't look like what you thought it would look like, but you know what, if it's important enough to you, then you'll make it happen.
0: Exactly. We've looked at, you know, the person, the personal mindset, a personal preparation, the winning attitude, knowing your role on a team, understanding the game plan, but now ultimately working together as a team to accomplish that goal. I mean, what do you do in the locker room? What's involved in making sure you're working as a team?
1: Um, Again, it's just the communication part is massive, um, especially on the field and practice this and that knowing um, maybe on plays when the linemen are switching, like, are you going over top or am I going over top? Like you need to talk about that. You need to know you uh, clear everything up, say whatever you need to say. Um, but then it's also holding your teammates accountable, right? Like right. maybe they slip, maybe they mispractice, Maybe they didn't show up to film and you know what? You're calling them and you're caring about them. Like, dude, are you, are you okay? Cool. Okay. I'm just checking in on you, but, you can't do that anymore. Right. Like if it's obviously um, a reason that's not acceptable, but um, yeah. So it's just, it's being there for your teammates and respect them and caring for them and everyone just being like a little family because we really were. And it's almost like you can't not with all the things you went through together. Um, But it's also holding everyone accountable to, to keep that level that you had set at the beginning of the year
0: so it's the final now it's it's los angeles at seattle for the legends cup 2019 you guys must have had one hell of a team meeting because honestly stevie i have never seen one team dominate another as much as you guys did in that game like it it was i don't know what the conversation was and maybe you can give us some insight but you guys dominated that game. Los Angeles never had a hope.
1: Honestly, again, it was our preparation yeah. and I will forever go back to that. We were prepared and we were ready. It wasn't coach gave us the biggest hype speech of our life. Um, and got us all to like a high level before the game. When you know what you're doing and you're confident in what you're doing, you don't need that hype. Right. You can just walk in and you're ready to play. And I think that's exactly what it was, is we just were so prepared and so confident as a team in our own abilities and our own plays and our own formations and in what L.A. was going to throw at us. And even if they did have something that was new and fancy that they were going to throw at us again, we were just so confident in what we had that that we couldn't be broken.
0: Like I said, it was just dominant. And your performance in that game was dominant. I mean, there was a reason why you were the Legends Cup MVP. I mean, you got like three touchdowns. And like I said, it's both sides of the ball. You made what two interceptions for sure, maybe more.
1: Yeah, it was two. Thank you.
0: Two, And, and then every single two-point convert, I don't know how they didn't figure out the play. It was <laughs> KK <laughs> Matheny going to get the snap and hand it to you and you're just going to push it in. And they couldn't stop you. Like it was dominant as a team, and it, even your own performance was dominant in that game. It was amazing.
1: Well, those those uh, after the touchdown plays, I got I got to give it to my my front line there. They pushed in every time. I barely got touched. I just had to hold on to that ball. So that <laughs> one's for them for sure.
0: So, so uh, I really appreciate you uh, joining us on this podcast today. I mean, uh, it, it's uh, like I said business and football i believe so equate if you if you work together as a team uh <laughs> you can push through anything and and be successful and even though you know football is a finite game and business is an infinite game uh you still there's still wins along the way that we can all enjoy so i really appreciate your time today stevie thank,
1: thank you so much for having me i appreciate it
0: what are some takeaways from this interview well i counted 10 and a half. One, set goals two Commitment to those goals to accomplish them and be consistent with daily actions to accomplish them. Three, surround yourself with like-minded individuals. Four, create a culture and establish expectations. Five, hold others accountable and be accountable yourself. Not wanting to let others down. Six, do your job, not someone else's. Don't try to be the hero because when you do more than one job, you're not committing excellence to either one of them. Seven game planning daily. Know your customers, know your competitors plan each day to help you achieve your goal. Number eight adversity, it happens. Don't lose focus, never give up. It never ends until you decide it does. Nine teams. Communication is key to have a successful team. And also, again, going back to number five, hold each other accountable. And number 10, preparation is domination. How important it is to prepare for our goals and to achieve them. And 10 and a half, all these things need to align.
1: If you have any questions about this topic, please send an email to thatbighvacshow at gmail.com. You can connect with the show on social media too. Search at thatbighvacshow on Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube.
0: Well, that's a wrap for season one. This episode is my gift to you. I want to thank all of our guests... joined us on the podcast this year, as well as Ohana Estate Coffee, and Erin Slobodian. She's the social media voice you hear on the podcast. All of our listeners and subscribers, that's right, please subscribe to this podcast. And if you have a moment, please write a review as well. Remember, this is your podcast. If there is anything in that big HVAC world that you want to learn more about, let me know. I look forward to your input. Until next year, dream big, work smart, and be safe. Hey Stevie, just one more thing. What is pickleball?
1: It's like a new game that's emerging or whatever, but um, it's seen as more meant for, like, seniors, but it's super fun. Okay. <laughs> People <laughs> will know what I'm talking about.
0: Seniors, huh? Don't don't rush me. Thanks again, Stevie. All
1: right. Well, it was nice talking to you.
0: Yeah. Take care. You too. Bye.